Hello, everybody, and welcome back after a little bit of a hiatus to Talking Jacks. My name is Alex Warren, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Ben Gosworn, a.k.a. The Soccer Goose. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm good. A little less soccer in the, the local spectrum, so... Um, Although Stumptown got a big win the other night. Yeah, they did. They uh, they did. They uh, channeled uh, the positive energy that we left there, I guess. Um, yeah, so good for them. I mean, that, that's... I think it's funny because I saw that they... This is completely an aside, but I saw that them or Atlanta SC were going to make it to the conference final, and I was like, wait, how? I didn't think either one of them were doing good. But it's because there's three teams. I was gonna say uh, there's like yeah. Well, they've had several teams kind of drop out from the. I forget what they're calling this first. Test showcase. Showcase, I think, or some, yeah. something like that, where it's like like two or three teams dropped out, uh, and then yeah. the schedule is like really wacky. So yeah, uh, a lot but, of friendlies too, which throws it off. But right, yeah. But I mean, hey, you know, local soccer is good. That's that's kind of our stance on this show. Uh, yeah. So more power to them, all the best. Uh, but we are here to kind of wrap up the Charlotte Independence season uh, instead of talk about the, the Stumptown season. <laughs> yeah, so the, that's um, for sure. Our Jacks ended the season on a nice run, uh, four wins out of their last four games. And they looked, I mean, they just looked like we kind of thought they might, where once the pressure was off, they just kind of relaxed and went out and played and the results kind of speak for themselves there. I think we, you know, I, I can't really pick out all of the performances right off the top of my head, but from what I remember, we were pretty much the better team in all four games. Um, they were, there were no like fluky results in there in that stretch. It was kind of more yeah. like we, we dominated the game for most of the, those opponents and then got the goals that we needed to, to get. Uh, but what did you see over the last four games that uh, kind of made you, I don't know, happy? <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing for me, other than just the winning, of course, because that was nice. I mean, to end the season the way we did um, was exceptional. I mean, especially after the Swope Park 0-3 at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of, we were kind of our backer at the against the wall. But I mean, I think for me, the biggest like thing I noticed and the thing that made me uh, feel positive about the end of the season, um, even aside from the wins is that, like you said, we played well, we were in the games. Uh, I didn't necessarily think, well, I mean, the, the steel game was interesting, but I, I feel like the team was playing relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting because I think it was Jason or somebody had said they're going to play great once they uh, once they're eliminated from the playoffs. And I think it's kind of a twofold thing because you don't have the pressure of you have to do you have to win every game. Right. You have to play perfect. Yeah. And I think the other facet of it is I I, I feel like especially with Enzo, the thing that I've kind of noticed with him this year is it feels like every time he gets the ball, it's he feels like he has to get the ball in the box or score a goal or put an assist out there or do something immediately. Right. So I feel like the pressure has been so intense for him that he hasn't been able to just play soccer and play the way he wants to and play. That's a really good point. 
to the the level that he's we know him as and we saw at the latter part of the season um and in that last game too i mean he was cuz i think the second goal um where he uh <clears throat> just went around the keeper mm-hmm. how many one on ones with the keeper have we had this year well just in that game alone there were like i think Jorge was in one on one um Gosh, now you're really stretching my memory. But there were there Mickey were two Jackson or three. Yeah, I think it was two or three other situations where they were in one on one with the keeper, and yeah. they just didn't have the composure to finish. They both, I think, tried to go for you know more of a tricky finish, whereas Enzo <laughs> had the confidence to fake the tricky finish and just go around him and walk it in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think like you said, the the last four games were probably Enzo's best, um, mm-hmm. which is hopefully something that he can build on for next year. Cause I think, like you said, there was, he was playing. It was like, he was trying to put the team on his back, uh, from game one. Like it just seemed like he was playing with a piano on his back, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it was really good to see him just play more free. And, you know, I think it was more of, I think it was a little bit of him and the whole team really kind of played free. Um, you know, Nikki Jackson with that ridiculous back heel nutmeg for the assist uh, yeah. in the, in, you know, earlier in that game, you know, having the confidence to try that and the, I guess the aware, not awareness, but the, I guess to, to think, Hey, I can try something without the pressure of, if I mess it up, it's, mm-hmm. I'm going to get, you know, subbed at the 50th minute or something like that. You know what I mean? There's let, when there's no pressure, yeah. you can, be a little more free to try things and, and take guys on one-on-one and kind of do some of those things that we hadn't seen. Like Jake Ehrman's another guy who once he came back from in, uh, injury, you could see him build confidence and, and be willing to take guys on and dribble past people as Sabella was doing that, you know, the whole season willing to, you know, dribble past mm-hmm. people, um, stuff like that. You could just see kind of a lot more freedom in everybody's. Uh, yeah. Freedom's a good play. way of putting it too. Yeah. It just, there was so much of a, a sense of like they were having fun out there too. Like I, I don't think um, Nicky's even going to attempt that if he's not having fun, he's not in the yeah. moment. He's because I think that's part of the, the creativity of soccer is you have to be enjoying the moment. You have to be in the moment and you have to just think, what if I try this, mm-hmm. see if it, it pans out. And it's uh, so that, that was a major positive I'll take it the latter part of the season is that uh, whether or not the, the season was technically over, we didn't, we've seen a lot of times in years past, um, not with us necessarily, but other clubs where they'll be eliminated from the playoffs and it looks like two, maybe three players are playing decent on their team and they're getting demolished. Yeah. Um, so to see that is, is a positive. I mean, uh, I forget exactly where we ended up finishing the standings, but we definitely weren't as bad as I thought we could have been. So, I, I think, mean, there's that. I think we ended um, up 12th after all was said and done. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think that was what ended 13th, up. 13th. Because okay. Loudon decided to annihilate uh, the Red Bull. But um, and it, it's a little bit... The difficult part about where we ended up finishing is I think even though... As much as I'm an optimist, it's it's still kind of disappointing that we were, what, uh, five points away from the playoffs, and we had how many games that we left a Which lead is, on the, off the lead. 
that's that's insane that we finished yeah that close to the playoff line considering how the beginning of the season went uh, yeah and then that stretch in the middle of the summer yeah. i mean that's all just... things considered <laughs> we almost got 10 wins i'm pretty sure a month or two ago we had five wins which yeah we got four wins so yeah we we yeah. we let we ended on a positive note um which is which is nice i mean it's uh it was a that the next thing i guess we can kind of transition into is um summarizing the season in one sentence one ish sentence and i'll give a little backstory for mine um when me and uh chris did the jim mcginnis interview um we were driving back home after and i said you know what? i'm pretty excited for this season but i really don't have any idea what's going to happen because i don't know if i'm overly optimistic which i was obviously um but the thing I said to Chris was, it's not going to be a boring season. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was not boring. That's for sure. For a lot of negative reasons, unfortunately. But it wasn't boring. So how would you describe the season in, in one-ish sentence? I would say uh, failed experiment, but... Um, it was smart that we saw that the experiment was failing and kind of ditched it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's essentially a wasted season because, mm. you know, we tried, we tried something a little bit wacky um, and it kind of blew up in our face, but you know, there was, there was probably a chance to rescue the season. Um, but I think that the hole was so deep that we dug and, the roster that was constructed at the beginning of the season just wasn't suited to play the same style that coach Jeffries wants to play. And, you know, we had a serious lack of depth for a while there. It was just the deck was stacked against us. So I would say like failed. I don't really know how to wrap up the second half of that sentence, but the first half would definitely be a failed experiment and maybe just a failed experiment leads to a wasted year. Kind of. Yeah. And I think that's, that's definitely valid. It, it's something that, like you said, at least we didn't, because I wouldn't have expected it. If I, would, if I was a betting man, I would have said we wouldn't have fired McGinnis at all during this season, at least. Uh, we would have sought it out and seen what happened and and uh, went from there. But, yeah, I mean, it's at least we were smart enough to... Uh, cut our ties when we did it, it, mm -hmm. it's a little bit disappointing like you said because there was a lot of potential on this roster um i mean just talking with uh i was talking with kivon um at the indies kivon george to be specific and he's an exceptional person i, I gotta admit <laughs> yeah, i listened to hugh's uh interview of him and you could just tell by the way he was talking that He's very uh, eloquent and he's he's poignant on what he's saying. Um, like was because I had asked him point blank. I was I asked him um, what he thought about the season takeaways and things like that. And he he stopped for a second and he said, well, to be honest with you, I, I haven't really been able to process everything because there's been so much that's gone on. Um, and but he did mention 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll bring up this point too. He did say that it felt like there was two seasons, of course, because we had right. the Guinness era and the Jeffries era. Um, and we joked about how, of course, the NASL used to do that, where he where he played with the <laughs> yeah, Armada. Yeah, the season. Um, but he did mention too the fact that it it did feel like this was a, a really high quality uh, roster that was assembled, um, and and the fact that it was it was disappointing to see us not do more with that roster. Um, so yeah, it's I, can see I, that. I think that's. I think that's kind of the low for me. I mean, there were some other lows, of course. I mean, losing to the Florida soccer sh- soldiers, um, almost said soldiers. Um, that was definitely disappointing. I mean, I don't know if disappointing is a, 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 the right way of putting it. Contextually, like, we had a similar thing happen last year. So it wasn't, like, a complete shock, even though I guess that's not a good justification for uh diminishing what happened but i don't know and it was such a weird time of the season two where it just felt like nothing was going right where it it had to go right i guess but it didn't so it it was just more of the same um but yeah i guess just the not living up to the potential is is really a low for me just over the course of the whole season um, and then I guess the high for me, uh, well, what's your low, Alex, if there was a specific low, oh, gosh, the low has to be that game against, um, Ottawa. That was, um, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. And it was the moment. I think you could tell that something needed to change in terms of the, um, the coaching, because that was coming off of the game. I think that was the next game after the Pittsburgh game where we played up a man for 45 minutes and mm. should have lost and were lucky to get away with a, with a draw. Um, but then, I mean, we, that was just, that was flat out embarrassing what happened up there. Um, because it's not that Ottawa is a bad team. Uh, yeah. But they just, I mean, we, we, we looked like we were playing the best soccer team, you know, in the world. Yep. And then obviously the the two red cards and you know it just kept compounding and compounding, uh, but that was probably the low point for me. Soccer soldiers was bad, but it was early enough in the season to where I felt like we could recover from it. And yeah. then it was one of those things where, I mean, we got Sabea out of it, so yeah. in the end, <laughs> it's not the worst thing that that could have happened because if we play somebody else, you know, we don't get to see, you know. Sabaya tear us to pieces and then sign him (laughs) and then watch him tear other teams to pieces. If that doesn't happen, we're we're probably never signing Sabaya or somebody else is signing Sabaya and he's like, exactly. uh, Torch us in in an actual game that matters um, in the regular season, I should say. Um, What was your high then? If there, if there was one, Uh, that's a good question. Maybe that game against Birmingham, uh, shortly yeah. after Coach Jeffrey, I don't think that I don't think that was his first game. Uh, it was. I was think. it his first game? I'm pretty sure. If it's after the Swole Park, yeah, yeah. So because we uh, he okay. he was fired after the Swole Park one. So yeah, that that was his uh first game back. Yeah, that was a good high. I mean that it it was such a tense game because 
you like wanted things to go right, but you didn't want to believe that they were going to go right. Because <laughs> at that point of the season, there was, of course, the Pittsburgh fiasco, the Ottawa disaster, and the Swope Park offside goal that was taken back. So it was like, nothing felt like it was going right for us. And then, of course, Jeffries comes in, and you don't really know because you want to believe because right. it's Jeffries, but... Yeah. Why, why did you feel like that was a your high? I don't know. I think it was that was the point in the season where we, you know, we dominated that game. We scored the goals. We, you know, we did what we needed to do against a team that um, was beatable. And then it kind of kicked off a nice run of form. Uh, and it kind of, I don't know, it made us believe that we could at least compete for a playoff spot down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, I mean, gosh, you know, to to go from watching the way we played from, you know, weeks prior to that was, was just night and day. So that was probably the high for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess for me, and you already touched base on this a little bit, but for me, I think it was uh, signing Sabaya. And, and seeing him progress in the season because it kind of gave us something, even though the season was, of course, not at that point. It, it gave us something interesting to grasp onto, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was curious for me because, of course, with him being young and coming from the UPSL, you're thinking to yourself, the chances of him being a super sub consistently is, is pretty slim, I felt like at the moment. Because Jeffrey's track record of playing young players is, is uh, it's it's short. He doesn't normally do that. So I thought to myself, well, I mean, this sounds interesting, but do we even need him? I, I, I think it was maybe something I said on the show. But to, to see him battle and fight and, and really put his stamp on the squad and, and show that he can is more than adequate for this league. I think was a major positive for me in a, in a, a particular high. Um, one thing I'll say too, I wanted to point this out because it dawned on me the other day. I don't know who was the, the number one seed two years ago, but uh, this is a completely an aside, but kind of a high. We have beat the number one team in the Eastern Conference two years in a row, which probably isn't much, <laughs> but we beat Cincinnati at home last year demolished them of course and we beat pittsburgh this year at home so and we were no we did lose to cincinnati darn i was almost going to say we were beatless against the number one team (laughs) not quite but we i think we lost like 2-0 to them or something when we played up in nipper last year so um yeah and what would you say is your major takeaway from this season aside from maybe anything you've touched base on uh, I think my major takeaway is that we have some young players that we can kind of keep in the squad or that mm. we should try to keep in the squad. Uh, Sabaya is one of them. I think Jake Airman, his season was kind of uh, ruined by injuries, but when he was healthy, I thought he was, I thought he looked really sharp. I thought he looked like he had taken a step from even last season where he looked, he, he improved a lot last season as well. Um, and then, you know, we have, I feel like we have kind of a nice little core that we can look to build around. Uh, obviously, Joel Johnson 
is is going to be back. Uh, he's one of, you know, been one of our most consistent players when he's been on the field. Enzo's yeah. going to be back. We don't think Alex is going to be back uh, based on some of the, his Twitter activity. He sent out a tweet the other day that kind of hinted that uh, he was done playing at least with the independents. Um, so that was really surprising. But I, I feel like we have, you know, considering potential retirements and, you know, players leaving that kind of, th- those sorts of things are inevitable in the USL. But um, if we can hold on to the players that I think that we can build a nice little cohesive roster for next season. Uh, Kivon is a player who I think is, is, is a player we should definitely try to build around. It's just, he, he never really got going this year. There was, there were injuries. There was, uh, I don't, I, I think Jim McGinnis just didn't rate him for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, which is you know, bonkers. Cause he's, you know, whatever, uh, yeah. moving <laughs> on, but you know, he's a player who I think, will be important to to build around as well so I, I think we've got you know five to eight really solid players that we can build around and then we've got we've got little pieces like uh like porch i thought uh looked good when he was fit uh, yeah if i would like to you know maybe this the, re- the reason we signed him was probably to you know get a look at him for next season um so he looks like he could probably fill in in a right back or left back role uh going going in the future mansali is another player who really came on the second half of the season uh, i mean he's his his left foot is ridiculous yeah um so he's definitely i i don't know that he has the fitness to be in a day in you know day game in game out starter uh like joel johnson will be at left back but he's a player who can play left back and left midfield um, and he's, you know, great, great, great on set pieces. So I think he's another player that we can look to uh, maybe keep around. Because I think one of the things that hurts us is having so much turnover. And that's not an uncommon thing in the league. A lot of teams have a lot of turnover. But, you know, a team like Charleston, who is consistently making the playoffs, consistently, you know, usually pushing towards the top half of the table, they don't have a lot of turnover from year to year. They usually keep a good core of their players and our best season that we've had so far was a year that we kept a really good number of our core players and kept them in, in place. So uh, I, I hope that that's kind of the direction we look to go and we don't go kind of the way we went this year where we try to you know tear it down uh, again and start, start from the ground. Yeah, I'll be mine kind of piggybacks on what you said uh, as far as the youth and bringing people back. My major takeaway from this year and and what I'll say is kind of makes me hopeful for next year, even though it's going to be very it's not going to be a boring offseason, hopefully. Um, Hopefully not as exciting as last year. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think the thing for me I'll take away from this season is even though we we had spurts of more spurts of negativity than positivity as far as on the play goes, the front office put together a really good roster. It it came together a little bit late, of course. um, But I I think it's, it's very easy to say that this was the best talent roster we've ever had. And I I think on top of that, um, my main point of, uh, of saying is for my takeaway is that, 
Um, we still brought in players when we needed to. Because there was moments in the middle of the season where I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to bring anybody else in. Because we've already spent a bunch of money. We've done this, we've done that. But the front office was creative. Because, I mean, I think a lot of, well, I'll say, I thought it was crazy to sign Sabaya. <laughs> because on paper, it's, you're bringing in a person from the UPSL that destroyed us in one game. What are you thinking? <laughs> but it, it's a positive. And you, and you can kind of say a similar thing about Boca Negra. Different levels of play, of course, MPSL, UPSL. But initially, I think it, there was a little bit of a uh, a learning curve for him. Maybe just the style of play um, for whatever he was playing at the Cosmos to the Jeffries system. But I think as the season went on, um, he looked like a pretty solid player. Um, players like Clay Dimmick. I mean, he was, I guess, on the practice squad for most of the season. But when he got consistent time, I think he was he was more than admirable. I think he's a, a decent, or more than decent, I'll say. I think he was a quality depth add. Um, so that that's one thing I'll, I'll take away from this season is that the, the front office, it wasn't... Um, didn't sit back and say, well, this is the squad you have, figure it out. Uh, and they were able to to bring in some really creative options, too, that I don't think a lot of other clubs would, would look into. And they made it, maybe didn't ultimately pay off. Of course, they didn't, we didn't make the playoffs. But I think there's some hope there to see that I wouldn't be opposed to having a lot of the players from this roster come back, even though technically we had a disappointing season. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of these more, m- more than not, I think there's, there's a lot of good pieces that you can build around. Like you said, there, there's some, some things that worked pretty darn well. Um, as far as the roster goes for the Jeffrey system, especially on short, a short turnaround time to, to, to figure out how those uh, resources worked. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how we utilize Enzo next year. Um, because kind of the obvious, we, we <laughs> the old Jeffrey's conundrum is we need a striker uh, to either work alongside him or Enzo needs to play deep or well, he whatever. Played, the he played almost be. as a number eight basically against uh in the last game against ottawa which you know it's kind of, it's a one game sample size and the sample was weird because the the weather was just abysmal so the field was yeah. a little sloppy but uh he was i mean that was one of his better games of the season and he was playing kind of as a in a deeper role mm-hmm. uh, so but yeah that's something they'll have to address um for sure which you know what position is he going to play or is he going to kind of move around throughout the season like we've kind of seen him do in the past where we've seen him play as a number 10 or a number nine or a number you know number eight so we'll see just hopefully they don't play him in defensive midfield i know he he played defensive midfield a couple times in colorado and it was just really strange (laughs) yeah it doesn't i i think he works well in space and has the option of moving up and but that's a a discussion for another season of course is the but uh, is there anything in closing you'd like to, to mention about the season or, or anything like that, Alex? Not really. I mean, it was – I mean, obviously it was a tough season as a fan uh, to kind of go through. But I thought – I don't know. I thought the character of the team 
was really admirable. Uh, they never really hung their heads. They they just pushed on. They they always kept a good spirit. You know, they always seemed like they were having a good time playing. You know, we saw that with the goal celebrations and with, you know, just it seemed like we had got a, a lot of really high character guys in the locker room this year. And so that was really neat to see, it, even though the results weren't necessarily there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's definitely a a positive thing to to take in there. But yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up for me as far as the season recap goes. Yeah, I mean, I I'm bummed that the season is over. Uh, it seems yeah. like it seems like it was preseason just yesterday. Uh, maybe it was because we did have the longest preseason to, in the <laughs> history of the USL. So yeah, uh, we did. We'll just kind of look forward to preseason gearing up again in uh, February, January, late January, I guess. So get a couple months off. Yeah. Now, I guess the the one question mark, too, is like we don't know for sure if Coach Jeffries is returning as head coach. We know he's returning, but we don't know. It was yeah. never technically confirmed what role. I imagine it'll that be is, head coach. Yeah. Um, but if they do decide to hire another new coach, uh, hopefully it's a coach with a rich soccer background if they do decide to to change things up. But I don't I don't imagine that's going to be the case. I think Coach Jeffries is probably going to keep his uh, keep his job on the sidelines and as well as the general manager. Yeah, kinda, I kinda think do both. That is the the thing in the back of my mind that I'm like, I wonder what because I feel like if something like that, if we do bring in a coach. I think it'll happen. I, I will. I, I'll say this. I want it to happen sooner rather than later. <laughs> Let me just be for, up in the forefront that I, I think that's one thing is adding McGinnis so late. It felt like it was a, a detriment. Um, but yeah, I will be curious to see if we if we do happen to bring in any other uh, coach and, and who will come back and and things like that. Yeah, hopefully those announcements, you know. Are made soon it's always that's always the worst part of the off season is there's it's the the news updates are very few and far between so we'll uh we'll look to bring bring them to you when we can but uh yeah enjoy the off season everybody and hopefully the players enjoy their off season as well get healthy you know another thing that to watch out for is the um the players association and mm. the usl headquarters are going to have they're going. To, I think they're going to agree to the very first collective bargaining agreement in league history this uh, off season. So that's something to kind of keep your eye on in terms of USL news. Um, so yeah, that that that's something that could directly impact uh, player movement and th- things of that nature. If they, you know, who knows what all their big sticking points are uh, with contracts and stuff. I know. Uh, obviously, we would like to see the players get taken care of. Uh, you know, health insurance, better salary, better benefits, all that, uh, mm-hmm. better travel conditions. We, you know, we I, we want you know better things for the players than than what is go- currently going on. And hopefully, the league and the owners can kind of step in and commit to something that is a little bit more equitable all around. Absolutely, I think that's that would be a major step in the right direction. Alrighty, well, I don't know when you'll hear from us next, so until next time, come on, you jacks. Woo!